Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. What's it like yep. to be a new archer? Hi, my name is Rory <laughs> Canterbury. I'm going to be your host today on Archer Talk 101, and we have a fairly new archer on the line with us. He's going to tell us uh, uh, a, a little story about how he got started. Uh, first off, uh, welcome to the show, Craig. Hello, uh, I'm uh, Craig Savino here in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm a uh, martial arts instructor in the city, actually. I teach uh, Chinese Kung Fu called Wing Chun. And uh, yeah, I'm super new to archery, uh, but uh, loving it so far. Uh, really, really enjoy it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I I took and I taught Hapkido for, for many years. And Excellent, yeah. What one of the things that I do is I've kind of incorporated some of the martial arts and how I teach archery because there's a lot of similarities between it. And absolutely as as you probably see, and you know, we get into some more of that kind of stuff, you'll see it's like, oh, okay, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, huge similarities. Like, you know, uh, whether it's down to the technical aspects i mean like i do consider uh archery a form of martial arts even you know yeah uh so you know um uh historically that's been so so um and uh in terms of like the focus uh and you know um in all sorts of martial arts especially the one i teach we also teach use of different weapons and making sure that that you know tool is an extension of yourself so like all sorts of parallels that i'm seeing as i get deeper and deeper into it so what what made you take up the uh, art of uh, archery so um you know i think uh i had a particularly stressful year uh, about a little over a year ago right uh you know uh, it had to do with like mostly had to do with work and stuff like that and uh, one of the things that was challenging for me is that uh, martial arts had always been kind of like a hobby, a thing I'd done on the side, kind of like an outlet. And then eventually, you know, I became an instructor. So I hit this kind of difficult period in my life where uh, I didn't have a hobby to fall back on to kind of like have has a release. Right. Like yeah. um, I've always. I've always liked having things that are kind of physically involved. I've always liked getting my hands involved in things. Um, you know, I, uh, there was a period where like, for example, I, I taught myself how to make a circuit boards and small electronics because it was just something I could do with my hands for a while. So um, I was looking for a hobby to do. A friend of mine had uh, been already shooting at a range here in the city. And, you know, he, uh, got me a introduction class at that range, uh, went to an introduction class and I was like, oh, this is a blast. I, I just want to kind of keep doing that. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, since then I've kind of like made it, a um, a weekly or twice week kind of activity where, you know, like, uh, it's almost like a ritual every Friday when I start my day, I go to the range and, you know, get my shooting in, you know, it's like a nice kind of like, 
gets me, you know, helps me clear the mind, uh, makes me feel good, uh, you know, uh, gives me a challenge to try to improve at. Um, uh, I love being competitive. So, I mean, eventually I'd like to maybe shoot league or, um, or, you know, uh, compete against other people right now. I'm just competing against myself to improve. So, um, so yeah, like that's kind of how I got started and didn't look back. <laughs> They using uh, uh, recurve, longbow, or compound, or what are you using? Yeah. So when uh, the introduction, so the the club that I've been going to is called Gotham Archery. They've got locations uh, in downtown Manhattan and Gowanus in Brooklyn, and um, <clears throat> they uh, their introduction they offer you to try. Um, you can either try with a compound or a recurve, a target recurve. Um, so, uh, uh, I picked up the target recurve, um, and, uh, I like that a lot and kind of, um, when I've been going, uh, they have rental equipment and that's what I've been renting from them when I, when I would go typically is the target recurve. Um, I'm, I have friends who shoot. I have, uh, I have friends who, um, hunt as well. And, uh, most of them use a compound, but, uh, I like, I, I don't know. I like it a little bit more old school, I guess you could say. And um, uh, over time, I've been, you know, practicing with that target recurve. And uh, eventually I took one of their uh, introductory or intermediate classes uh, shooting traditional and barebow. And that was more fun than anything else. And so that's kind of like the direction I went immediately. I was like, oh, no, this is this is definitely it for me. I love it. Um, you know, kind of learning to, uh, you know, starting to learn how to string walk, starting to learn how to shoot instinctual with the bare bow. Like that's, that's, I mean, you know, I've only been shooting for a year, but that's the most fun I've had so far. Yeah. It kind of right along with, you know, with the martial arts background that we both have, it's like, that's kind of fits right along in there with it. And yeah. exactly. It's just kind of more the, the feel, the instinct and and develop, you know, the this muscle memory. And well, as as you know, and, and I know, and so our listeners may or may not know, to be muscle memory, you got to do it a thousand times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's it it also is like the repetition, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, the that shooting instinctual, um, the martial arts analogies, I mean the sports analogy in general, right? Like when um, someone explained to me how, like, you know, when you throw a ball, you don't have a, you're not looking through a sight when you throw a ball, right? right. Like on, onto a mark, right? And I was like, oh, okay. Cause like for a while, I was like, how am I supposed to even aim without the sight, right? Like, how do I even know what I'm really aiming at? You know, um, and at first, you know, I, I, I started out gap shooting with the, with the uh, bare bow and, uh, and then, you know, once I got a feel for it, then I started trying to shoot more instinctual. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a fun challenge. I finally kind of like understand it. And it is very much like, you know, uh, when you put some type of weapon in your hand, you have to kind of understand, um, you know, like, uh, for example, we use swords sometimes. And when you have the sword, you have to kind of, uh, in your mind, understand how the edge of the blade lines up with your knuckles so right. that when you're moving that sword through the air you have a mental kind of picture you know you're focusing on your target while you're moving your hand and you know you're trying to line that 
edge of the blade with the cut. And I find shooting instinctual very similar where like you need to get that muscle memory in as to like, you know, where you're holding it, how you're holding it. And, uh, and then repeat that, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. You know, once, once you have somebody teach you the proper technique, then you just keep repeating it and repeating it. And, and, yeah, that's what we do teach in, you know, Wing Chun or Hapkido or any martial art. Yep. Including archery yep. as a martial art. Um, yeah. It's It's been around for 64,000 years and it ain't going away anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, <laughs> for sure. You know, that, you know, there for a while, the, the bow was your, your long range assault rifle, weapon, you know. That's true. Because yep. you're reaching out long ways away and shooting targets or whatever you target, whether it be a, an animal, a human, or just a, a target. Um, you know, you can reach out a long ways, you know, when you had bows, crossbows, long bows, or swords, you don't want to get on the sword because it's too close, you know, get exactly. off the range. And... Well, I've, I was joking with my, uh, my instructor because uh, in Wing Chun, we have a, a, what's called a long pole. And it's like a nine foot pole that you hold on one end, right? So it's a pretty long range weapon. Uh, so, yeah. so I, uh, I, you know, relatively speaking, right. For something kind of handheld. Um, and so I was joking with my instructor, like, no, I've got you beat on range now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the kind of idea, but no, but yeah, like I, they, at Gotham, they, they kind of like start you with that kind of like, they have that pro- practice equipment. And then, like, once you take a intermediate class, uh, you can rent, you know, kind of like a little bit more higher end equipment, you know, whether it's the bare bow or something like that. But um, I recently decided to get my own gear um, because, you know, um, I'm at a point now where, uh, well, first of all, I don't want to keep paying for the rental gear. Right. Uh, but also, you know, I want, you know, I wanted something uh basically to call my own to take take care of myself and uh also so that like um it's a little bit trickier here in the city um i think like uh because uh you don't have a lot of places you can shoot outdoors which i kind of like um uh find a bit frustrating right um there's like a couple places they're hard to get to though especially if you don't have a car so um uh which most of us here in the city do not so um so yeah, like um, my mom lives down in North Carolina and I'm thinking about, you know, bringing some gear down when I visit her and I can shoot down there outdoors, which would be nice. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, so I want to have, but I want to have my own stuff just so that's a possibility, you know? Right. Well, and with your own stuff, it's going to, you know, how it's going to fit you. It's going to fit you. You're going to be, right. you know, go rent stuff and you know, you may get the same bow each time. You may not, you might get something different. Right. And it's right. not fit to you, you know, that right. thing, even, even precisely recurves and, and trad bows, you, you've got to fit them to you. You know, there's, yeah. there's things, you, you know, different bows are different. And nice thing about renting starting out like you did is new is you don't have to go out and buy something to decide, oh, I don't like that one. You know, go out and spend the money for target bow if I need you like, you like a recurve, you like a longbow. Um, you know, nice to rent them for a little while before you have to go out and spend the money for one. Now you can go research different ones and, and a lot of people in the clubs you know they're gonna say hey 
try this one, see what you think of this one, try this one. And, and most of them will let, you know, let you shoot their bows as long as you remember, do not dry fire the bows. They get real pissed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, you always got to like, yeah, everyone, I, now that I have like you're a couple friends, you know, like um, I was showing a, um, a friend of mine and, you know, like he kind of like pulls the shirt. I'm like, do not dry fire my boat. Do not. <laughs> yeah non-archer may not know what that is right exactly you know, yeah. like okay do not let go of the string yeah right right <laughs> right you right. break it you're gonna buy me a new one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So precisely you, you know how many times people come in it's like yeah the buddy wanted to see it they drew it back and just let go of the string you know, they didn't know they couldn't <laughs> do it and now, now the bow's all blown apart you know right not only yeah. no you know, it's that <laughs> bent axles broken strings could be cracked limbs uh yeah all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah i i mo you know i think like most people i know you know it's not very common i think here in the city right like right uh so so there's not a lot of you know uh knowledge about that but like i said you know I do have a handful of friends um, that either do hunt or um, or do uh, target archery actually now. So it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot, you know, for a new archer, there's a lot of stuff you can do like like you're doing. Just hey, just shoot, you know, see how well you can get and and then decide, you know, hey, I want to just do target or I want to go hunt or do both. Uh, you know, just because you have bow doesn't mean you have to hunt. You know, there's there's yeah, I, that don't hunt because they spend so much time just shooting for fun, or or then you turn in pro, and then now it's it's a job again. <laughs> I think for me, like um, part of the allure, like like I said, I, I do enjoy being competitive. So you know, um, and right now, like I said, that that competition is against myself. Uh, I imagine you know, in the not too distant future, that competition is again going to be against my friends who shoot. And then, you know, beyond that, if I have time for it, you know, if it lines up with my schedule, uh, Gotham has a league that I'd like to shoot in just to see, you know, how I measure up to other people in the club. Um, And I think that would be a lot of fun. And personally, for me, like, that's exciting, right? Um, I know, like, uh, I love to fish, but, like, hunting, I don't know if that's really for me, not because of the shooting, or the harvesting of the animals so much as uh, I just don't want to be sitting in a tree blind <laughs> all blind for hours. Right. And so like, you know, more power to my friends who hunt like, and, and they're fantastic with it. Like that's not my scene. So like, you know, that's kind of like where the division is. It's not about the shooting at all. It's just about the kind of just sitting there for a while. Like as much as I love to, to sit in the woods for a while, I love it, you know, but I, I like to do it comfortably <laughs> <laughs> well there there's there's some pretty comfortable tree stands and and you got that's fair stuff and that's fair uh, that's you know, fair the the nice thing is you're, you're going to be out there in nature and you're going to see things as an archer sitting in a tree stand camoed up that nobody else gets to see yeah i mean you know i i like as you know my friends who do um i definitely get like the whole story from them and it's it does sound great and who knows maybe eventually they'll uh you know win me over to uh to i don't know going out for uh turkey next year or something like that 
Is he going to go after the harder of the animals, the turkey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's the thing is that they, you know, they went for turkey recently and, you know, up, came up empty handed because of that. But um, uh, I think um, they'll be going for, I know um, they went for deer last year. They'll be going for deer again this year. So um, uh, although I think mostly uh, they tend to go to New Jersey or other states, it's actually kind of, uh, more of a headache here in New York than it is uh, in the surrounding state, at least certainly oh. compared to New Jersey, at least for deer hunted. But yeah, uh, but I know a little bit less about that. I just kind of know from what they tell me, you know, um, uh, but uh, but like personally, like I said, like, um, I don't know, something about like trying to hit that mark repeatedly, you know, um, right. with the target shooting like I think with like you know with hunting it's it's you know you kind of want to you want to pick your shot and you want to make your shot right, right. Um, whereas uh, what I like about target shooting is kind of like I want to repeat that performance a couple times right like right yeah. away you know um, and that that to me is exciting you know like that that's kind of like I love that challenge right? Like that, um, that challenge of being able to repeat. And like, that's the nice thing about like, with with comparing it to martial arts, right? Um, you know, you've got all sorts of different movements in martial arts, right? You know, right. like throwing an elbow versus throwing a punch versus throwing a kick, right? Or using a throw, right? It's very varied, right? With archery, it's like, you're trying to kind of emulate that form time and time again, you're trying to hit that anchor that same anchor every single time. Right. right? Cause you know, you want, you want your release to be clean every single time. Right. And so you want that, you want to repeat your motions so that there's a consistency and you want to repeat that one motion and that one, um, and that, that shot, like maybe like, you know, first shot, that was okay. Second shot. Wow. That felt perfect and it flew just exactly how I wanted it to fly, right? And when you feel that, right? The like, you know, like it all kind of came together, that kind of like Zen feeling, right? Um, and then trying to repeat that, right? Like trying to kind of stay in that mindset. I love that. So so I, I like that, like that idea, like the idea that you 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 want to repeat it, but at the same time not get in your head about it. I like right. that challenge. <laughs> yeah and and that's that's one thing that you know martial art teaches us because we're going to go through and you're going to you know there's there's a feeling when you execute that perfect roundhouse it just feels so good and it right good and you know our, our focus is is right and you know like when you're breaking a board you don't look at the board because then you right. don't break it you have to look to where you're right. going so you got to ignore the stuff in between and execute the the technique perfectly because uh, if you don't, you know, you're, you're punching a board and you don't execute that that technique perfectly, you hurt your hand. Yeah, and it's it's like I said, it's really interesting how that that best shot that you make, in my experience, like the best shot I have all rounds or the best shot, I, you know, if I go shooting for an hour, the best shots I make in that hour are not the ones where I'm like obsessive about all those elements they're the shots where i kind of like just the motion almost comes out 
almost naturally, right? right. Like you go through the same motions that you have been going through and you hit the marks that you've been thinking about hitting. But in the moment of that shot, you're not like hyper obsessing about any of it. It all just comes together as kind of the motion, right? Like, right. And, and, the, and the focus on the target, all kind of like, um, you know, it's hard to describe because there's nothing really to describe in terms of what's going on in your mind, right? You're, right. You've got your focus on the target. You're, and it's like, it's almost like your body goes through the motion on its own accord. Um, and then all of a sudden everything kind of falls into place. And so like being able, like chasing that is, is like so much fun. You know, it's the, it's the fun that I always got out of practicing martial arts. And now it's the fun that I get out of shooting archery. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, you know, you spend a lot of time training, developing reactions and stuff. And, you know, like now, you know, it used to be it's something off the table. I'm reaching for it as it's falling. But now, you know, if the training is like, I go for it, I'm going wait for it to get to my hand. You know, it's like, boom, right. there it is. And right. let, it, let it, let it follow, you know, come to my hand instead of doing it. And, you know, that comes in from, you know, some of the practice where you have the, the, the kicking pad and you're ready to punch and they drop it and you've got to punch it. Well, you can't punch where it's at because it's gone. You, you got to judge that. And, and that's some of this thing, thing, same things that we do in, in, in archery. And one of the things I teach when I teach it, I don't teach, you know, off to the side in front of you. I teach almost straight off to the side because I want that hand to be pointing to the target. My index finger yes. points to my target. Same thing you're doing when you punch. It goes straight to that target. And, and you want to have your hand going from here down to this point in between here. What I tell is like having martial arts experience, like, okay, take a heel palm strike. Okay, that's where you're pushing from. And, you know, those not in martial arts wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about. That's why I ask you, know, you know anything about martial arts. And if you do, you know what a heel palm strike is. That is your pushing point because that aligns up to go straight to your target. And, and one of the things that I do a lot of practice is uh, I can practice my technique without a bow. Because I have a string that I have that has a loop that fits around my thumb, and then I can push with it through my hand. Have my I use a release aid. Uh, you can do it with fingers as well. And then if my form is off, that string hangs up on my thumb. When my form is on, that string goes straight to my target. Mm. That's a way you can practice at home without having a bow. And shooting it because in your house you've got to have you know a target. If you miss it, then you put all right. And it depends on if you, have, <laughs> you own or rent. Um, probably where you're at, you're probably most likely renting. Uh, renting yep. holes in the wall, but if you don't know, have a target up. You could shoot, but this is one way to do it and shoot without doing it. Just get you a string, and then have it your draw length so that you come back to wherever you're anchoring. You know, I don't, I don't know if somebody's taught you how to anchor or not, but um, get yeah. your anchor point. So it's the draw length you want to be. And I use the same draw length, same grip, whether I'm shooting a compound or recurve. Same grip. Mm -hmm. And then my anchor point anchors in the same point. My index finger, corner of my mouth when I'm choosing, choosing fingers. Um, otherwise, there's a kisser button there. And then with the handheld release, I've got back here behind my, my jaw. Um, and then the handheld one, it's over a little bit different. But you sure. still have right here in that corner and then practice on releasing and having that hand go straight to your target. When that string comes off straight, you know you have a good um, force going straight to your target. How's the, so, you know, 
how are you going to break, you know, when you break on most force going through the target. And if you're off to the side, now it's like, instead of punching the board straight, you know, um, parallel to it, you're off at an angle. Now you're not hitting on the first two knuckles, you're hitting on the second or third one. Well, a chance of breaking your hand, but you don't go mm -hmm. through. So all that go, lines up to be most efficient power going to it. And it keeps that arrow going in a, a nice straight line. So interestingly, um, first of all, in a early this year, in a kind of freak accident at school, um, wound up actually breaking two knuckles in my right hand. And, um, you know, I'm a right hand dominant. And uh, so I've been drawing with my right hand. And here I am, you know, rehabbing my hand, right? And I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be forever before I can shoot again. Um, and I realized two things. First of all, I could teach myself, I'm not, I've not been shooting so long, I could teach myself to draw with my left hand because um, my, my knuckles healed quick enough that I figured I can still hold the bow, especially because um, it's really, you know, the pressure, like you said, is really going into this part of the palm. Right. So much as not, not the, not these fingers here, right. It's, it's in here. So I can hold the bow with my right hand and I could teach myself to draw with my left. It's not that hard. Right. Um, and the other thing I realized is that I am, as a matter of fact, cross-eyed dominant. My left eye is my dominant eye, but my right hand is my dominant hand. So I'm cross-eyed dominant. So, um, so what I started to do before I went back to the range was I got some resistance bands and I was just practicing, you know, that push right. with my right hand just to make sure I could do that. So I could feel the pressure in there. I can kind of get a sense for what that feels like. And also make sure I could take whatever pressure was coming down my arm there. And then also practicing with the same resistance band, just making sure I could draw that weight with my left and uh, felt it pretty, pretty comfortable. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, the bow that I got, um, it's a 30 pound draw. So it's not super heavy, um, at least not for my standards, you know, I'm an okay. athletic guy as it is. And, um, a lot of the muscles involved, especially in the back are the same muscles we use to, to punch. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like, uh, I found it very natural to switch to left hand. I'm, I'm shooting better lefty than I was righty. So, well, <laughs> so it was a good, it was, switch. It was kind well. of, <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was almost like a happy accident in a way. So there's that aspect to it. As far as like, you know, the technical details, um, you know, there's there's a ton of resources online. And, and I think like, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, well, you know, that that comes, you know, there's a good side and a bad side to that, right? Like, you know, whether it's like your channel, there are lots of other channels on YouTube with lots of advice, but, um, and lots of it is super helpful. But sometimes there's just so much of it and you don't know where to start, um, you know, what is most important to focus on right now and all that kind of stuff. So um, I've been trying to keep it simple, you know, kind of like one or two elements at a time, make sure I understand what I'm doing, get the practice in, make sure I'm comfortable before, before I start like thinking of something else. And that's another reason why I kind of like, you know, um, 
feel pretty happy shooting with a shooting traditional is that it's it's very pared down you know so i'm not like uh worrying about like a lot of different equipment or that i have to like you know um at, at this stage as an archer you know it was a very you know beginner archer it's not like i need to have a a bow that's tuned to the to the you know right to the fine right you know what i mean like what's most important is i think you know uh and this is kind of like what i what i say to my students what's most important is that you you get out there and you do the thing right like that you don't like find these don't start setting yourself roadblocks to not practice right you know it's very it's very easy to find like oh you know like I got to do this before I can practice. I got to have that before I can practice, right? No, no, no. Like clear the roadblocks and get the practice in. Find one thing, one small thing to practice or to focus on to improve. And then once you feel like comfortable with that, then focus on the next thing, then the next thing. Because it's so easy to overwhelm yourself with information. Um, it's so easy to overwhelm yourself when you're trying to do what should be like a simple, clean motion, right? Um, and you just got to get out there and practice. And so um, uh, I've been, you know, as far as uh, anchor point, like that's one of the things that I've been focusing on recently. Like where where do I really want that to be? Um, so shooting, I've, I've started kind of drawing. I've been either using my, this is kind of like what I'm debating towards as my reference point. Either my middle finger, at the corner of the mouth, or which is basically the same anchor point for me, um, the feeling of that thumb on the jawline right there. Right. And I'm starting to lean, I'm starting to lean towards the latter because it's a bit more of a firm, repeatable anchor point, you know, than the finger on the corner of the mouth. And also one of the issues I've had is that sometimes when I release my my hand is coming away from from the release point which of course is making my arrow go off to the i see that a lot right. of the problem they'll, yeah you know pull away instead of coming it, around in exactly exactly drag around your face and i i'm finding that now that i'm using the jawline as an anchor kind of like lining my thumb up with the jaw making sure it's like right on there now I'm not pulling away when I release. Now I'm pulling with my back as I release instead, you know? So, so, you know, and that's something that like, you know, um, you know, I, I, I would go on YouTube and, you know, you, you can find 50 different videos, people telling you like this or that about anchor point. Right. Yeah. And I just try to find like, you know, like one or two, you know, that like, give the information in a way that's like very clear. Like this part of why I started watching your channel is that like, you know, it's like very simple information, very clear. Like, you know, each video isn't going into crazy detail about all sorts of different things, right? Like, um, and so like, you know, very simple idea. And then, you know, but then the most important thing isn't that I get that information. It's that like, I take a small piece of information and then I go to the range and I practice that. Right. right. And now, now that I've got comfort, comf comfort with that, 
now I can start thinking about other things like, you know, making sure maybe, maybe my posture is off or maybe, you know, like things like that. Like, and it's like, uh, you know, putting it together piece by piece, you know, wanting to kind of, uh, put the complete picture together, um, you know, getting, trying to improve each small element until they all come together into one kind of, uh, clear picture. Yeah. And, and in the Archer Talk 101 Facebook group, you know, you can take a video of your shooting, upload the video, and then, you know, somebody will take a look at it because we have archers in there. They've been shooting for decades. Um, I've been an archer instructor since 95 and have been shooting bows since the 60s. Uh, actually, just yesterday, I, I uploaded two videos of me shooting into the group. So if anybody is, uh, listening to this and they want to give me some pointers i mean like the camera angles aren't great because uh i don't have a tripod so i'm just kind of like setting it on a win window at the range um <laughs> but uh um but yeah so and i've got i i took one of me shooting just like five arrows kind of like from behind and one from kind of like in front so you can see both kind of like what's going on in terms of my alignment from behind and then also from kind of like a angle kind of like off to the corner in front yeah. of me. So, you know, if anyone wants to take a look and if there's anything that kind of like jumps out at you, like, you know, I'm open to any type of pointers at all. Um, so, you know, cause I'm, I'm super new and like, you know, all information is basically new to me. Um, uh, and then as far as uh, the equipment I'm using in that video and, and the bow that I got, I wound up getting um, a Galaxy Sage, um, which, you know, felt like, I, you know, I, I tried it out, felt really like comfortable to kind of like to shoot. Um, uh, so, um, uh, you know, pretty good place to start, I think. And then, you know, I can see myself getting into more... Um, more expensive, more uh, detailed gear in the future. But like I said, I didn't want to set myself any roadblocks. I wanted to get something right. that was kind of like mine and in my hands first and foremost that I could practice with, get my details down. And then once I'm like, you know, happy with that, then maybe start looking into something a little bit more um, with a more competitive edge maybe. Right. But like I said, like, I just want to get out there and shoot. That's the, that's the big thing for me. <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times uh, um, you can just like they used to do, you know, the Japanese, they would, when they was teaching archery, you might draw the bow back and let it down uh, 500 to a thousand times, not even sticking an arrow in it yet, because they're just learning that muscle memory, go back, that muscle memory, draw, yeah. get your anchor point, draw, get your anchor point. And, and one of the things you can do, you know, if you do have sights on them, like in a compound, with your eyes closed, draw back, get your anchor point, open your eyes. If you're not on target, something's wrong with your technique of getting there. You know, maybe- I never even thought about that, yeah. Uh, maybe your hand is off. Don't try and adjust your hand while you're at full draw because it never works right. Let down, get your thing there and move back. Um, yeah, James in the, the group's got his, you can definitely get overwhelmed with all the advice out there and methods. I find it's best um, to dissect the styles and, and advice, take what feels right and create your own style, stance, shot sequence. And, and, and that's, yeah. it, you know, some of these guys in here have got a lot of experience. We've got uh, actually, you know, full-time instructors, you know, college level, um, the, the NAS program, 
So we have a lot of people have a lot of experience in there and teaching different things. And a lot of them are in there better at, at the recurve than I am. Um, I don't shoot it as much. That's what I started with. But, uh, you know, I'm more in, you know, like my background picture, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you guys see it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I can see it. You know, it's, it's kind of nice on an archer with a compound shooting at a deer over the, you know, the nice little sunset. And <laughs> it sure is pretty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I seen that picture. I was like, OK, I got to have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's you just got to figure out what works for you. And one of the things that um, when I was first learning back tension release, which is kind of what you're doing with the recurves as well, is we were Mm -hmm. standing, oh, maybe three feet from the target, enough that we could bend over, grab the arrow and pull it out of the target. And we're shooting with our eyes closed. And we're, we know the technique we're supposed to do. When you finally get where it feels good, open your eyes and then your formal goes goes away. And then you finally get where you can shoot it with your eyes open. There's no target. There, there's right. nothing to shoot at. And and that's one of the things you can do is if you're at a place where you can get close on the target, where you don't have to worry about somebody walking in front of you um, or missing and hitting a something you don't want to hit, um, draw back, eyes closed, go through the technique and see what it feels like. Now, what I used to do with the compounds is they'd have a, a, a wrist strap on with a trigger. I'd say, Keep your finger off the trigger, draw back. Your only job is to aim. When you're ready, tell me you're ready. And then at some point, I will pull the trigger for you. You know, and sometimes I don't even tell them doing it. It's like, okay, aim, aim, aim. And then I'll pull the trigger. Nine times out of 10, they hit the spot they're aiming at. Wow. Because all I had to do is aim. Because you remember in archery, we have one job to store energy. Well, actually, two store energy and aim. It's not pulling the trigger. It's not releasing the string. It's it's draw, store energy, and aim. That's it. That's all we have to think about doing. The subconscious should go through all the rest. And the same thing, um, you know, like on the recurve, you're, you're going to draw back. It's kind of like make a circle with your shoulder blades as you're drawing back. Draw off your shoulder blades, not your arms or not your chest. See people pulling across your chest and raising up. That's your your weak muscles. Use them back muscles. And then with the recurve, with your release, you want to make a curve around another circle. So here's your pivot point. Pivot around that. And uh, yeah, that James says, bare bell is, is a great tool. You do it, it does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a great tool for knowing what the technique is. And it just, it wants to feel like it rips out of your fingers. You know, and on a string, when you're shooting your fingers, you don't want to have it back at the second knuckle. Now, if the caliper, I want that trigger at my second knuckle because you don't pull the trigger. Uh, you want it right on from this first joint up to that pad. Because if it's too far deep, as you start relaxing your hand, now it rubs across all those fingers. It's yeah, too, it know. rolls off the finger, yeah. So you want it right at the tip and draw back. Now, I like to use my index finger, which also puts my thumb, like you're saying, right back here. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a maybe a dual one. So as you're going back, sit back there and get to that anchor point. So your hand is all there. And now as you're releasing, just relax the fingers as you're pulling back and rub those fingers across back from here, straight back so that your finger comes right right in that pocket behind your ear, that pressure point. Yeah. You yeah. felt that pressure point before, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, some martial arts. We've we've stimulated that one a few times. But draw that finger. <laughs> Okay, you want to hit that pressure point every time or, or whatever you want to do. Maybe your knuckle. Right. But 
take that and run it across. So that is all the practice you want to and get in there and do that. And don't worry about where the arrow goes. Don't aim. In fact, if you do it with your eyes closed, it'd even be better until you've got that every time you release, this hand goes straight to your target and this comes back and touch. Now, I can't go any further than that. My, my shoulder just won't let me go any further. <laughs> but some people are more flexible. You know, when I shoot, you know, you see some of them shoot a compound, um, the hand goes flying back. Mm. Mine doesn't. Mine doesn't come flying back. Some do. Um, I got to tell you a story. When I was down at, at uh, uh, PSC's uh, plant, uh, when I went down there for a week for their dealer school, and this guy, he shot the big gorilla ones, the 90 pound bow he was shooting. And this was, you know, 20 years ago. He was shooting 90 pounds. And he was out shooting. When he shoots, that hand comes flying back. You know, this <laughs> hand is, it's all relaxed here. It's all in there. And the hand just kind of naturally comes back. Right. Um, so he was doing that and hadn't come make this guy come up to watch him shoot. Got too close. Boom, smacked him. <laughs> so is, if stand behind an archer watching him, make sure that you're not in a spot where that hand can come back yeah. and smack you. <laughs> Give yourself some clearance. Yeah. And, and whenever I, when I'm teaching somebody, I always put my hand on their elbow as I'm walking behind them, you, you know, just in case they do pull the trigger and it comes back. Um, you know, because you can't walk around the front, you gotta walk around the back because I'm not walking in front of the arrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, that might be a little worse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You still you still gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really like that idea, like you said, about you know, first of all, just just drawing, just just going through that motion over and over again, like don't even need a target, don't even need an arrow, just getting like drilling that um motion in um. Uh, a term that that um, that I use in martial arts instruction um, that I got from um, you know some movement coaches that I learned from, which is uh, grease the groove. You want to grease the groove of the movement, and how do you do that? You do the movement repeatedly, and you start you know in terms of like movement coaching, you start greasing that groove with no weight or super lightweight and right. then you kind of build yourself to that resistance that that you want to work at right um because like you know th that's another thing where like um you know it's common in um martial arts world and fitness world that like you know you learn some new movement and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna like you know hit the bag super hard or or lift the crazy amount of weight or something like that. And, uh, and then, you know, like, unless you're some kind of, um, you know, one of those rare physical freaks of nature, you're going to injure yourself. Right. right. And then you got to start all over again. Right. So, um, so for me, like, you know, when you kind of described that, I was like, yeah, I, I need, uh, that would be super helpful even before getting to the point, like you say, like having a target, so close you could just grab the arrow out and practicing you know just doing going through the motion eyes closed being able to just grease the groove of the movement itself that's something i'm definitely going to kind of add to my practice because you know like i said like i don't have the opportunity to shoot at the range every day you know um right. uh as as much as i would like to you know and because like mentally that's where I would, anytime I want to 
improve at something. And, you know, like I said, when I'm in that like competitive mindset, whether that's competition against myself or competition against other people in that competitive mindset, I'm like, I want to practice every day. I want to practice every day. I want to put in time, you know, put in the time to improve because, you know, again, same thing with martial arts. If you want to improve, you have to put in time. In fact, one of the things that I tell my students is that the term Kung Fu actually doesn't have to do with martial arts. The term Kung Fu means it's a skill that you build over time. Not, nothing to do with fighting or martial arts. It could be so that the analogy I usually make is with chefs. A chef has cooking Kung Fu. How does a chef have cooking Kung Fu? Because he spends time in the kitchen, right? Right. He spends time in the kitchen, right? And so with archery, like you want to build archery Kung Fu. And how do you, how are you going to do that? Well, likely you're going to spend time on the range, right? Or you're going to spend time, but like you don't always have that ability, right? My students can't come to the school five days a week. You know, they're busy New Yorkers with busy lives, right? right. I advise, hey, if you can come to the school twice a week, you'll be golden. Don't worry about it so much. But in those days that you can't come in for that hour or hour and a half class, try to find like two to five minutes of your day to practice one small thing, right? Make it part, make, you know, even if it's one small thing, make it part of your daily practice. And one of the things that I've struggled with with archery is that I don't really know outside of my work on the range, what are those small things that I can do where I can, you know, if I'm at home in my, in my bedroom here, is there something I can do that I can practice to kind of like, you know, grease the groove of right. that motion. And you'd like, you know, I had not even thought about that, that you can, I can just grab my bow and practice that movement over and over again. I can grease that groove without firing, you know? Um, and then, you know, if I can find some sort of like situation where I can practice super close range, I can do that. So like, that's something I'm kind of interested in, like that. I don't know how much information, because there's, like I said, there's tons of information. Everybody's going to tell you all sorts of stuff about like, you know, you know, uh, your, your pillar should be this, your, you know, your draw should be that your anchor should be this, right? Like lots of, lots of information from all sorts of really, really knowledgeable people out there on the internet. But I don't know how much information there is out there as to like, what can we do as archers? What can we practice as archers um, when we're not on the range? You know, when we don't have that opportunity, what can we do to practice to, to, to improve our, our technique? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of sports, you know, like take, take your football players. They're, they're going to have practice six days a week, Monday through Friday and Saturdays games are right. on Sundays. And sometimes right. I'll have two a day. And, you know, in, to maintain a skill, you really should be doing it three times a week. Right. To get better, you got to do it more than that. Um, yeah. I know when, when I was um, uh, competitive roller speed skating, you know, we would have six practices a week, you know, and these are two hour practices. And, and we weren't just rolling around in circles. We were flying around in circles. And, 
you know, when you when you don't do that, you, you kind of lose a little bit over a little bit of time. And of course, now I'm a little bit older, and it's <laughs> a little bit more work to, to do that. But you know, you you got to get the practice in, and and if you only have access to, to like you go into the range one day a week, you know, practice on the other stuff the other days, and and it doesn't have to be a long time. You know, you can take and grab your bow and just draw back at your anchor point. Yeah. Um, draw back at your anchor point and and do that, you know, 10 times every day. Yeah. Eventually you can yeah. get an anchor point. Then the next thing is to actually draw back. And now then even without a bow, go through there without a bow in your hand and now work that hand across that face. Work the hand across. Yeah. And so now you have this technique. So now you go hit this point and then back. And you can do that just anywhere. Um, right. If you're at work or something, just take that hand and hit your anchor point and go back. That's all you're doing is that part right there uh, without even a bow in your hand. And at least now you've done it a hundred times. You've done it a thousand times. You've done it, you know, multiple times. Now get yeah. the bow in your hand and draw back and get that anchor point. Look down, draw, get that anchor point. And now that's the next step you're doing. And you're not releasing it because you don't have an arrow in it. Or if you put an arrow in it, have a target up. So in case, you know, you do miss, you hit your target. And they have back right. targets that stop them really well and they pull out easy. So you can yeah. slip one of those up. So if you do actually, you know, let go of it, because it can slip out of your fingers, you know, it yep. has happened. So put an arrow in it, draw back and let down, draw back, let down until you can hit that anchor point every time and do with your eyes closed, open your eyes and look in a chart. Are you, are you lined up? Does something feel off? And so you can do that. And now then next thing go that and then shoot. And, and you could do that in your house because you're not shooting long distance. Yeah. Just hang the target. Exactly. Right height. And yeah, you know, I would make sure that, you know, if you do miss, you have, you know, something leeway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A little leeway, you know, <laughs> those bad targets, you know, a good two feet square. So if you're lining up and you're close to it, you're not going to miss it. Um, and then, you yeah, know, absolutely. Somebody comes in the room, they're going to, they're not going to walk in front of you. You know, I wouldn't shoot across exactly. your doorway. Um, <laughs> you lock the door so nobody can just come in. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like, that's exactly the type of like, like that's the kind of like information that I'm probably like most interested in is like, what beyond the work on the range what are the things like that that we can do to kind of like practice to develop strength because like that's another thing that kind of um i was interested in because um is also uh types of exercises to safeguard the shoulders um and the and and improve the muscles in the back now, luckily um like i said for at, for at least the type of martial art I do, the muscles that you're using for the draw in the back, they're functioning differently because in in you know martial arts you're you're projecting rather right. than drawing, right? But it is developing the same type of the same uh uh muscle, muscle chain. Group. Yeah. And the other thing is that because I'm an instructor, one of the things that I have to do is that I have to have students yanking on my arms all the time. Right. So a, a lot of my personal training is doing exercises that um, safeguard and improve my shoulders. So, you know, when I started looking into, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm pitching, picking up this new hobby. 
Um, but you know, this could potentially put strain on my shoulders. And so I started looking into maybe exercises that archers use maybe to kind of, and I was like, Oh, it's, it's all the same stuff that I've been doing actually <laughs> to, to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, your rotator cuff and everything in there, because that's an injury that I've had, um, you know, over time in martial arts, uh, I've had a rotator cuff, uh, tendonitis. Um, and you know, I've had to go to physical therapy in the past for that. So like, and a lot of what I've learned through that is like the methods to what we would say bulletproof or prehab the shoulder. So you don't have to go into rehab. And, and so, um, and so like, that's the kind of stuff that like, I'm kind of interested in like, you know, stuff we can practice stuff we can use to kind of like protect ourselves and stuff like that. The other thing is that like, you know, my, my six days a week, I already have my six days a week in terms of like my Kung Fu, right. Right. That, that I practice. Right. You know, if, if I were, you know, shooting in a, high competition you know high level of competition then yeah i better be on the range six days a week you know to kind of like make sure that but you know like now that i have my own gear i can give myself the excuse to get out to the range twice a week instead of one time a week right right i'll probably go mondays and fridays right um and then like you know but those other days now i'm kind of like trying to put together all right like gonna find five to ten minutes of my day to practice this new craft of mine one way or another. Maybe it's doing the exercises that I talked about, you know, to, to kind of like safeguard and improve my shoulders and my back, right? Maybe it's, um, maybe it's posture exercises, right? To make sure that I'm kind of have a strong core in general for, for shooting, right? Um, maybe it's the exercises that we just talked about, right? Maybe it's the exercises with the close range target that we talked about right so that's the stuff that i'm super interested in is 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 like you know things i can do to improve beyond going to the range because like i said like you know getting to the range that's just a matter of get the roadblocks out of the way get out there and do it right right now with this other stuff of course, it's the same obstacle, get it out there and do it or, you know, get up out your chair and do it. Right. But I, it's the added obstacle about get out there and do what, yeah. <laughs> what exactly. Right. So like, because, you know, the range is self-explanatory, right. You stand right. there and you shoot. Right. <laughs> right. And like, you know, maybe you're practicing, maybe you're focusing on this, maybe you're focusing on that, but at least you're out there and you're doing it when you're at home and you can't get to the range. It's like, what are, what are the things I can practice? What are the things I can focus on? Um, and you know, sometimes that's, um, uh, that could also be in, in, so right now it's like, I'm kind of in the, um, the, I guess what you would call the research phase, right. (laughs) To kind of, right. Like, like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, and it's also like, you know, uh, I, um, I'm not in a situation where I have like a regular instructor, right. I'm, I'm like super thankful for a community like, um, archery talk 101, where there's people with much more knowledge. You can kind of put yourself out there and they can give you advice. Right. But that's different from having like a regular instructor, right. That you're going right. to see regularly, right. Who's going to give you advice right now. I don't have that. 
I'm not sure I will have that in the future because like due to time and, and money. Right. Um, because, you know, people should be paid for that type of work and they should be paid right. well. So, um, so like what I'm kind of like trying to do is kind of like almost put together my own program of practice. Right. Like an instructor is going to do that. They're going to have like almost like a curriculum for you to follow. Right. So right now, so right now I'm trying to like, I'm in the research phases of putting together my beginner level personal curriculum <laughs> to, to, to practice. Right. So like, so like, you know, now I have a new, a, a couple new exercises to add to my day to day. So it's like, you know, on Monday, I'm at the range on Tuesday. I'm just practicing draw on Wednesday. I'm practicing the pulling back across. Right. I, I don't want to do it because I keep knocking my uh, earbud out. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would not advise wearing uh, earbuds when you're shooting. Um, so no. <laughs> certainly not with the cords. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, so that's kind of like, you know, where I'm at as a, as a beginner right now is like that kind of stuff. And, um, and then, you know, saving the kind of like more detailed stuff about, um, uh, equipment and tuning for kind of like down the road. I'm excited to get there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, like, um, but like, I feel like I want to make sure that like, I have a solid foundation in the personal technical details in the physical details, you know, before I kind of go off the, go into the deep end of, you know, uh, what, you know, higher end equipment right. and, uh, like, um, you know, fine tuning, like, obviously I have my own gear now I can, I can get it tuned to a degree, but I don't have to be kind of like obs too obsessive about it. It's very easy for me to get obsessive. I think that's like, <laughs> if you, if you, uh, you know, like, uh, anyone who's like gotten far into the martial arts i think that you know you have an obsessive mind in order to get that far so so you know it's very easy for me to get like really wrapped up in detail so i feel like i need to be careful um and and really kind of focus on like what are the beginner details what are the kind of like basic exercises to make sure that i'm um building a strong foundation right and that's the other thing you know um I have a, my, my, one of my top students, um, he comes in, you know, even when there's no class, he'll come into the gym and he'll practice. And, um, you know, the other students work with him and they're like, oh, how is this guy so good? And like, you know, he's good at all these like really like difficult things. And I'm like, cause he comes in and he practices. And when he practices, he just does the basics. He doesn't do the fancy advanced stuff, even though he is a very advanced student, he practices basic footwork, basic movements, right. basic kicks, basic punches, right? And he does that twice a week. He comes into, and of course he practices that when he comes to class, he, maybe he does that on his own as well. But I see him in the gym doing that on his own, those basic movements. And his foundation is so strong that I can you know, give him any type of advanced technique and he picks it up right away. Right. Um, uh, you know, I can talk to him together to form the new tech. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of like where, where I'm trying to keep myself mentally it, right now 
is making sure that I understand what those basics are and that I try to kind of repeat them over and over again so that I can go forward with a kind of strong foundation and, and, and uh, not worry about that. Cause like that, that's the type of um, that's the type of running backwards. You don't want to do, you know, you don't want to like run back and have to fill in the blanks when it comes to basics uh, with, with, yeah, any type of physical it. movement that you learn. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at in my learning. Like I said, the research phase. <laughs> well, and, and probably the, the, the best thing for somebody starting out like you is one, remember, don't get that shoulder up and you can prove yeah. that in your class, have somebody push that shoulder up and push on that shoulder, see how much to move the body, drop the shoulder down and see how solid they are. And, and that's something that you can even in the martial arts class, you know, yeah, in Chang you can get the strings and have them practice that pushing because that's the same basic technique you're going to use when you're doing a punch at a little yep. different angle. But now it goes the same way, it gives you the force because when you start getting, instead of being straight at the target, if you're off at an angle, when that hand goes off, it goes back to straight mm. because you're pulling sideways on it. And you can do that too, you know, just take your hand off in front of you a little bit and then pull on that, just pull straight on that thumb and then see how much pressure is when you let go, your hand automatically goes back to the normal position. And so remember that because that causes shoulder problems when you raise them up. Same thing when you're drawing. If you yeah. have a double way up, it raises that shoulder up. You want that shoulder down because now your tendons are holding the shoulders stable. Yeah. You don't want it that. So what I would probably set up a program for you like would be okay monday no bow no nothing just bring your hand back to your anchor point do that like you're drawing back to your anchor point hand out draw back your anchor point do that for 10 minutes and that's that's all you do or if you want to do a longer yeah. but 10 minutes and then right. on on tuesday draw back anchor point and hand across your face Follow through, anchor yeah. Point, Practice follow, follow through. Anchor point, follow through for 10 minutes. And now then on Wednesday, grab your string that's your link and pull back, get that link and go through and see if that hand pushes straight out. If it doesn't push straight out, now start back over. Anchor point, anchor point, and then anchor point, draw through, string, anchor point, draw through until you get it where it goes straight off your hand. Now then you get the bow in your hand. No, no target, just a backstop, arrow in there, right. all back. And if you don't hit your anchor point, then you got to go back, anchor point, anchor point, and then go back. Now, once you got, you got your anchor point, draw through. If you're messing up the draw through, go back to draw with the arrow, anchor point, let down, draw anchor point. Now you're using your robo. Now draw anchor point and then go through. Once you do that, and now you're, you're having all that technique, and now grab that string, to verify that your form is correct. Your form is correct after shooting the bow. Now then you've developed that technique. Every week you do that, you go to the range, no target. You're not shooting targets for a while, probably a month. Don't shoot no, no targets, nothing to shoot at. You're going through at the range, not different environment. Now you've gone through, now at the range. Now then the next week you're going through the same practice, anchor point, anchor point, draw, you follow through. Uh, you know, with the, the form with the string, the arrow, and then check your form. Now, now once you've done it, where you can go to the range and everything feels the same, now then put a target up. 
And now you're going to aim and you know what? You're going to go back no target again because it's going to mess up. <laughs> you know, and just keep going through that. And now that you have a target, you don't care where you hit, but you're concentrating, focus on just the center of the X. Not, not the whole target. The only thing that exists is that X, X ring. And, and whether you hit it or not, doesn't matter. And then you keep going through that and going through that. And next thing you know, you're, you're in there. Now then you can start worrying about, okay, now where do I need to aim to hit it? Because you don't care. You just you just have the spot in there. You don't care where you're going. You just care yeah. about the focus is only on that one little spot. Just like we do in martial arts. We're focusing on the spot we want to hit, you know, and break yeah. it apart. It's the spot past the board, not at the right. Because then you stop at the board and it hurts your hand. Right. You know, we've all done that. <laughs> Breaking something is like, okay, I'm not focusing through this. And then you focus through it. And then it's like, you smack the person holding the board. Because <laughs> you worked it so far. <laughs> it, it, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> Especially like, you know, with a, a spin kick or something like that. You know, you hit it a few times and the holders are kind of, kind of weak. And it's like, okay, you go through and you, and you bury too far and you hit them in the chest. And, it's like, well, hold it more solid next time. Don't just start. But you know, it's it's a lot of technique. You know, like the the yeah. After I was learning from, he'd take a candle, take two pieces of regular writing paper, cut holes and hang the candle. This is a real candle, and break the candle and the string without tearing the paper. I was like, oh. Then he started doing two because it's too easy. And it's like, so I tried it. And I was actually, I was able to do it. You take the candle, you break the hat, candle in half, and you don't tear the paper. And, nice. You know, that's all just learning the proper technique and executed. Because now I probably couldn't do it because I haven't worked out in those things. Right. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I, I've done it and it was kind of cool when you do it. And, and, <laughs> you know, but it's it's that practice, 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 practice. Yeah. And then your technique is, is, you know, you don't have to think about it. You just do it and it's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that's like, like I said, I think that's why I, I started finding the trad shooting so attractive because it kind of like pared things down for me down to that movement down to down to kind of like focusing on that that kind of stuff you know um uh where you know using the the target recurve um with the with the site and everything um sometimes i felt myself getting distracted by by the site even you know um in terms of like repeating the movement and i could see you know in the future myself kind of like maybe returning to that just to kind of play with it because fact of the matter is like, you know, it's not that I don't think that's fun, <laughs> you know, like, like, it's not like I, it's not like I don't want to shoot a compound. Right. You know, cause, cause you know, that's fun too. Um, it's just, I find it a little bit more, I don't know, like clean isn't the right word, but just kind of like pared down, so I'm like more focusing on myself and my movement. Right. Um, you know, um, uh, and you know, again, that's, that's, that's like speaking personally, because like, like I said, you know, uh, I have a friend who, uh, you know, he hunts with his compound and, uh, um, and I know he's having fun. So, <laughs> so like, you know, it's, it's, it's all about kind of like, you know, what, um, what suits you. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've, I've 
you know, really kind of appreciated about like um, the different or like the community in general with with um, archery that I've found is that like uh, everyone is like super cool about, uh, you know, um, whether you, you know, whether you shoot compound, whether you hunt, whether you don't hunt, whether you shoot paper, whether you um, shoot traditional and bare bow, whatever it is, like everyone I've encountered is like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, and then if they do have advice to offer, they're like super excited about offering that advice and kind of like making sure that the other archers that they know are kind of like, improving and having a good time and kind of like know what's available to them and stuff like that so like um which is like really really interesting to kind of encounter and i'm i'm sure i'm sure that like i'm a beginner i'm sure there are politics out there in the archery world that i'm just kind of not as aware of right but like even on a very basic level comparing it to like the the politics in in martial arts I don't know. Our archery is a lot more laid back in my like, you know, experience right now than the politics in martial arts. Cause like, especially in traditional martial arts, especially in Kung Fu and Chinese Kung Fu, man, like there, there's so, there, there's so much kind of like nonsense. And, you know, there's a lot of like upfront, like, Oh, I'm your Kung Fu brother kind of stuff. And then like a lot of like nonsense, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. And I've not encountered anything, anything like that so far in archery. And, and, um, and, you know, I think like, you know, that, that you can have like a community like yours and like, there's like lots of different, like YouTube, like I said, like different people offering advice and stuff out there. And, and like I said, like everyone that I've encountered has been like, Oh, wow, that's super cool. Like I do things differently it's really cool that you're into that. I'm into this. Let's, but let's talk shop anyway. Like that, I think, yeah, that, that I think is like something that like, you know, if, if I, as a beginner, if I could say like one thing to the, you know, more kind of like people in art, like try to maintain that. Right. Because that, that's not something that I think you, you, you find in a, a lot of, um, you know, uh, whether it's like, uh, craft or martial art or other kind of, you know, and archery has a competitive element, right? Like where, yeah. you know, you can, um, and yet, and yet there's like so much, um, I think encouragement out there to, for, for people to improve, to get better, you know? And so like that, that to me, like, you know, is, you know, I, I was going to shoot either way because I think it's fun, but kind of kind of meeting other archers, whether it's online or in person and kind of getting that kind of like open, welcoming, encouraging attitude. That's been a really um, helpful and, of course, encouraging sort of thing to kind of encounter and very exciting, actually, you know, to kind of like realize that like the people around you, the people you're going to meet are for the most part really excited for you to kind of like get going and get shooting yeah i, I know I've, I've talked to uh, people before they were at a tournament and the person they were shooting against was helping them yeah they're struggling and they're 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 out there to win but yet they're helping you right. get better because you know what the better you get the better they get you know just like like in in, in any any sport 
Um, I've done it, you know, when I competitive roller skating, you know, I, I'm out there skating with somebody's better than me. I skate better. Same thing in, in martial arts, you right? Know, somebody that's yeah. better than you, you're watching what you're, you're learning from them and it makes you better. You know, if you're hanging around people that you're the best at, you're not going to get any better. There's no right. push yet. You know, so you always want to have somebody around. It is a next higher level than you that you can learn from. And, and most of us are just, we're going to help teach you. You yeah. know, that's, we're, we're, we're going to help you out, you know, and, and that's what the, the group is is set up to do is, you know, help you out, you know, and, and that's why I call it Arch Talk 101, because <laughs> we're out there to, to help new archers. Um, you know, we've got archers in there. They've been shooting for 70 years. And we got archers in there like you, basically seven months, you know, or a little bit more. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> and we got people that that in there that uh, um, just shoot for fun. We have some that have formed hunting groups. Uh, we have, uh, you know, and I've interviewed a lot of these. We have archers from all over the world in the group. Uh, in fact, I have to bring up Google Maps to figure out where they're at because I don't know the country. <laughs> or the city or the state or whatever it is and i bring it up it's like right oh, okay they're outside italy or, or they're they're over in in serbia or they're they're in bosnia or something and you know, i've talked to people all over the world um on the podcast you know if you go back and look i've talked to people in several different countries and uh you know they're all the say the same thing it's it's best the same conversation but yet it's not the same conversation <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's, you know, where, where it's all just the community helping to get the other communities. And and there's, uh, you know, archery is is a community that if you have a bow in your hand and an archer sees you, you're going to have somebody come up and chat with you about archery. Yeah, exactly. Any yeah. other sport, you know, like you got a football in your hand. Well, nobody's going to really come up and talk to you like they do in the archery world. Um, and and there's there's archers in here that you know in the archery world that have all kinds of handicaps that are still shooting archery um yeah i it, it's super cool and like uh i think it's like um really like i said like i, I i've not i've not encountered that in the martial arts world, or at least not in the kung fu and traditional martial arts world so much um uh it's funny, you know, um, it, it, at least with like traditional Chinese martial arts, it's like there's a lot of politics there. And then it's like I get along better with like people who do like judo and jiu-jitsu and boxing than with a lot of people who do like the same martial art I do, because there's a lot of like nonsense politics in there for, for no good reason. You know, like there's there's no reason there has to be that like, you know, that contentiousness. Right. Um, so like encountering that in the archery world, like has been super encouraging, super exciting. And, you know, um, like, you know, like I said, like, I, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time personally, but like the fact that like, and, and so when I started, I very much thought of it as the sort of thing where it's like, all right, I might, you know, meet a couple people that I'm on the range with. Right. And, you know, like we might have some conversation and stuff like that, but I've been surprised by how much more expansive it is socially, because like um, when I kind of first looked at it, I was like, 
oh, it's it's kind of like a solitary thing, right? Like, which you know, it it is in the moment, right? Like, it's it's you and the and the target, or it's you and the animal, right? As far as you know, what you're shooting, right? Like, and sure. you there you are, right? And it's up to you to you know hit your marks, get your you know, and do everything the right way, but like the i like the social aspect i've been really pleasantly surprised by and and you know very happy with yeah that that's that's one thing that i i've seen like you know like i just mentioning it's like it's all over the world where you know yeah like one big family and you know no matter where you're at if you're an archer you're automatically a friend yeah and, yeah and exactly you, foreign country, yeah. you know you find an archery club and you know, you may not be able to communicate, but you know what? Google Translate on the phone can help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, there's, you know, different countries have different rules in their tournaments. But, hey, it's all a stick with yeah. a string flinging another stick. At there you point. go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, um, and that's, the other, like, that's also super exciting to me that there's like the differences are exciting, you know, like that, like, Oh, you do it that way. Oh, that's super interesting. Oh, like what other, what different challenges does that present you? What advantages does that present you? You know, like, like how does that make what we do easier? How does that make what we do more difficult? Right. Like, and I, I love hearing about that because like it really kind of, um, helps inform my practice you know to 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 hear all those different kind of like ideas so for for example like i said like i don't hunt i don't see myself hunting it could happen but i love to hear about and listen to you know what challenges hunting archers encounter you know whether you know because that information i mean it's it's interesting to me on a human level but it's also interesting because like that information makes me think about how i do things in my situation if i'm shooting paper you know like how is that different and why is it different how is that more difficult why is it more difficult how is it easier in some cases right and and not you know like um when i hear you know for example like I shoot indoors. I'm really excited to get outside and shoot and to experience that because I know it's going to be different. I know it's going to be challenging in all sorts of different ways, right? And I get that information from people who shoot outside, particularly people who hunt. And so, like, that gives me information, gives me something to be excited about. It gives me something different to think about trying, you know? Um, and, uh, so I love that. I love kind of like, you know, um, being able to kind of listen to different experiences that like either will or won't have an impact on, on what I do just to kind of hear it, you know? Well, and, and hunting, no, no two situations are exactly the same. You might have the same tree stand, but the deer's the deer or the turkey, whatever is at a different spot, different angle. Right. And, and it's like, in martial arts we put in a, a combination you might have front kick side kick you know whatever the combination is 
you got a combination, but you got to do each one individually. Well, uh, hunting targets is like one, one technique. In a tree stand, hunting for an animal is like stringing a whole series of, of techniques together because you not only right. have the elevated platform, you have to shoot at an angle, which means you got to change your form is different than on the mm. ground. You have different angles, so your aiming point is different. Uh, you know, so there's so many different factors come in there. It's like, okay, where do I shoot it for? Because it's, it might be 20 yards away, but it might look like it's 40, you know, depending on the angle. And, and I've talked about this a few times before. The carpenters know three, four, five triangle. That's how you get a right angle. Because right. one leg is three, one is four, the, the diagonal between the two is five. And people don't understand too much on shooting angles. You're shooting uphill or downhill. Though it's you gotta you gotta shoot shoot low. Well, it's not necessarily shooting low. It's the fact that your tree stand is here. Let's say you're you're up 20 feet, and I have uh, a target is actually 20 yards away, but I'm up high enough, so it might look to be a little bit different. So I had one time where I was shooting. Uh, I knew the trail was 20 yards away because I ranged straight across. It's 20 yards mm -hmm. away. Deer comes walking on that trail. The size of that deer, and it looked like it was 40 yards away. I shot it for 20 and got it because that angle, uh, you know, the, the angle, you shoot horizontal distance, not the angle distance. So if you're on a three, four, five, so if you're out three, up four, it looks like it's five, but you have to shoot it for three. You just shot over if you shot it for five. And your range finders will um, compensate for that. Right. Hmm? My, my my wife's leaving <laughs> go, go to the bank or something <laughs> so i had a ghost showing up in the background <laughs> yeah i saw a little bit yeah that's good <laughs> a hand just shows up in here and mysterious <laughs> you, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> you never know <laughs> yeah it's um there, there's a lot to, to learn in there. So now you got to do trigonometry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you have a different technique. You got to do math, you know, figure out your angle. And then you got to figure out, okay, your body has to be the same. So so from the waist up, it doesn't never, never changes. Whether you turn forward, backwards, up or down, the, where the waist up is that's your form. That does not change no matter what you're doing. If you're shooting up, you have to bend at the waist to, to shoot up. If you're shooting down, you got to do that. If you're in a tree stand and it comes off the sides, you got to bend at the waist, but nothing from the waist up changes. It can't change because that's your form. If you change that, if you drop your arm, well, that changes the angle the peep is going. It changes the yeah. angle everything else is going, and you just you're, you're just going to miss. Uh, so that's you know multiple things that you don't run into when you're shooting. At targets on the ground indoors you don't yeah. have wind now you have to deal with the wind you know and that's another technique you got to put together how to fight the wind and still keep your form so yeah um hunting poses yeah i was challenges. I, I was watching a um an outdoor competition that was uh in the rain and i oh. was like oh that must be hard as hell and but like my watching that wasn't like oh you know, that's, you know, something I'm not going to encounter. I watch that. I'm like, oh, I want to try that. <laughs> I want to, I want to see how hard it is. I want to see how I have to adjust, you know? And like, that's what I mean. Like, you know, 
like I'm, I'm competitively minded, not necessarily about, you know, I need to be better than anybody else, although that can be fun. Um, <laughs> but, but in the sense that like, I love a challenge and I love, I love to find something where I have room for improvement and I have kind of like a path, at least a somewhat clear path of what that improvement looks like, you know? Um, and, um, like that, that's, you know, there's everything that like the things that I enjoy most, uh, you know, uh, in, in terms of like learning new things, improving at things like that, that's what I love. I love some kind of challenge like that. So hearing about kind of like how you need to adjust the things you got to kind of like, um, uh, do mentally, um, and that's the other, like, the other thing is that, like, um, the the fact that, like, there's a intense physical and mental aspect to archery, and that, like I was saying earlier, those 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 best shots that you shoot are when those things come together so well that you don't even realize how well they came together, right? right. Like. <laughs> like that that shot you know that that um arrow fires from that string and it's in the target before you even realize how well everything kind of even came together before you even realize you know like how how well you kind of hit that motion there are times where like what what i've realized is that like if i'm standing there kind of like holding myself at that draw for too long i realize i'm i'm too in my own head about about my aiming you know which is also one reason why i i started practicing recently shooting instinctual and finding myself like very happy with it is that like you know i'm i'm not so hyper focused on making sure that like I'm targeting in some sort of way because what will happen is sometimes I'll be standing there. I'll, I'll, I'll be at full draw and I'll be like, not satisfied with, you know, with uh, how things are lining up. And then I'm in my head about how things are lining up. And then by the time I release, it's still not where I want it to be. Right. Like, right. whereas like if I'm sh shooting more instinctual and then it's like, I'm just going through the motion getting it where it feels right and firing. All right. That was my result. Hey, look, that was pretty good. If I just make a, this slight adjustment, I think I'll be even better and I do that, you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, falling into this trap about like everything needing to be exactly perfect, you know, like everything kind of like, you know, not in my head, like, like doing a math equation in my head, you know, like, um, about like, you know, like, well, my, my shoulder, my back should be pulling this much. And, you know, it's like, no, 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 it, it's, it's, you just need to kind of like, you need to find the feel and, and, you know, like kind of like, so these things become a little bit more automatic rather than thinking too much about it. And like, you know, I, I'm still a beginner, so I know that I'm going to be in my head like a lot, you know, and like, because there are certain things I do need to work on. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, 
it's the same kind of uh, progression advice that I give to students when I'm teaching them martial arts is that like, you know, at first you go through motions like they have training wheels, but what you need to do is you need to smooth things out. Um, usually I use the old, uh, you know, the old phrase, uh, for them that, uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So if, if you right. want to, if you want to, you know, if you want to be quick, um, make sure you practice slowly, but when you practice slowly, make sure you practice smoothly, because if you're, if you practice slow and staccato, or if you practice fast and staccato, where you keep kind of freezing when there's moment, no, no, no. You need to be consistently moving, right? Like the old, uh, you know, everybody likes to quote Bruce Lee, uh, be water, right? You know, like, right. and so, right. But like, I find that like my best shots are when I'm basically slow and smooth and the shot goes out quicker that way, right? I, I right. my release is sooner that way, right? Because I'm not, I'm not rushing to get my, get everything lined up perfectly, right? I'm just making sure I'm going through the motion slowly so that um, I'm doing it correctly. And then, you know, then I'm not kind of waiting for the shot to be perfect. The shot just goes. Right, yeah, yeah, I know that's the same thing, you know, back, you know, with martial arts background, we kind of divert back to that because it's all the kind of yeah, sure. stuff. As yeah, when, yeah. You know, when, just think about your first Wing Chun class. Oh yeah. <laughs> As opposed to now, you know, how much more right. it was. And, and I've seen, I've seen white belts, you know, doing techniques and they're just making this title fist and they're just trying to punch. And it's right. Like, well, yeah. You know, those, those listening are watching, make a tight fist and try and move that hand fast. You can't do it. Right. You're tense. Loosen that hand up. You can go a whole lot quicker. Well, in, in martial arts, you know, we're going to teach a nice loose hand, you know, like, like water. And then just before you hit, you turn it ice, you're going to turn it, you know, water to ice, you know, you're, you're tensing up right, right before you hit, because it's all smoothness. And, and I've, I've sparred with, you know, white belts and they're just working and sweating and, and, and just, and I'm just kind of relaxed. Boom, they kick, I block it. They kick, I block it. They punch, I block it. You know, it's like, I'm not working at all because it's smooth. I see, I've seen it coming so many times that I know what's coming up before they get it off, you know, but um you know that's that that's just one of the things you get by doing it over and over and over and you kind of learn learn things you know like uh, there there was one time I was barn with a green belt as a boxer you know how boxers like to put those ribs open well yeah. I started I think it was a sidekick I started sidekick as he punched open them ribs up I stopped the kick and he still was end up pissing blood for a while because he he run into my right. Because I, I, if I'd have pushed and kicked, hit you would have gone right through him. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, he, he'd have probably never got back up and come back to class because he'd have been hurt that bad. You know, it's yeah. just one of those things that you just, you just have to relax and you know, you're aware of things going. As you draw back, you're gonna feel what's going on, and as everything feels right, don't think about what's going on. Just you've done it so many times, you're focusing on where you want the arrow to go. You're not watching the arrow fly. You're looking where the arrow wants to go and you just do, go to the thing. And because you practice all those elements and it just goes. I think that, you know, with um, it's something that I, I started to come to realize with, with archery is that like, 
it's easy or it was easy when I was getting started to kind of fall into the trap of that image of the full draw, right? And the anchor point and thinking of that as like something like as a very static thing, right? As a, as a position, right? It's a very similar problem, um, you know, in uh, traditional martial arts where you learn a form. And when you learn the form, you learn different shapes, different positions, right? To kind of like have your arms or your legs in as you do the form. But the form is just, you know, like when you're actually sparring, you know, you don't want to pose, right? The moment right. you pose is the moment you get hit, right? right. And it's all about, you know, it's all about continuous movement, right? Like you need to always be moving. And what I've come to realize is that the archery is no different, that it's not about a static position that you're trying to hit. Although there is the anchor point, the anchor point is really just like a point of reference so that you are, um, you know, uh, hitting the same mark through the movement. And that's why I really like the advice you gave me earlier about the follow through pulling across, right? And about practicing that pulling, pulling back and across, right? I really like that advice and I'm excited to practice that because it's a really helpful reminder to me that shooting is a movement. It's not a static position. It's about movement that, you know, we're doing. And yeah, we're storing kinetic energy. And that's another thing where we can kind of like fool ourselves into thinking it's about, you know, um, something that's still, and of course there are times where you do kind of need to pause for a moment, maybe in full draw, just to kind of like, make sure you're, it feels right before you release. But the idea or the bigger ideas, you know, you should be thinking about pulling, you should be, you should be thinking about, or your body should be following through, not, oh, I'm at my anchor point. That's all I need. You know what I mean? Right. Cause then you're, then you don't, you know, so like having a, having a movement mindset rather than a static position mindset, I'm more and more finding is like, first of all, something that is very similar between my work and, you know, this new hobby of mine. And then also like finding it very, very helpful in terms of uh, um, making sure that like um, it, feels right and that's like that's the that's the, like the best thing about it to me is that like um that's so exciting right when 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 it feels right and you see like you watch that arrow fly it lands where you want it to land like that's like it that you know you feel it in your body like it's not just a mental feeling it's a physical feeling um, of everything kind of like coming together like <laughs> it's it's so much fun yeah there's there's been times when you draw back and you don't think it's a good shot but the shot feels just just like it's supposed to and Eric right. wasn't supposed to but you you thought it was a bad shot when it went off but no it was a good shot because everything worked out um like it's exactly and exactly tr trust trust the process and Trust, you know, exactly. Trust the process. <laughs> like everything, you know, when you draw back, if you draw back, you get your anchor point, you hesitate one second and then follow through. 
do that every time. If you draw back, hit your anchor point and just keep going, then do that every time. As soon as you stop and change that, that sequence, now you're out of sequence. And now you have to think about it. As soon as you start thinking about the draw process, that's when you're thinking about it and you're not aiming anymore. Because you right. can't think about, you can't aim and think about anything else. Right, right. So while you're aiming, if you have to think about, you know, for those to shoot a wrist strap, if you have to pull the trigger with your finger, you have to think about moving the finger because it's a fine motor skill. In archery, aiming is a right. fine motor skill. Humans cannot do two at the same time. Now, there are some that practice enough that appears they're doing two, but they're thinking about one and the other. They're, they're able to transfer two thoughts, you know, right. quick. Um, you know, like I, I'll teach people, it's like quit pulling the trigger. And it's like, okay, now aim without thinking about pulling the trigger. And, and now that they say, well, I can do that. Um, but now then switch hands. <laughs> and it all goes away. <laughs> you, you know, uh, so that's, that's one of the things that... Uh, um, you know, we have to think about, you know, when you're doing that is, is make it an instinct. So you don't, if, if you have to think about it, you know, like now doing, doing the basic technique, you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah. You're not just do it. About, oh, I need to do this and this and this. When you first started out day one in your class, you had to think about, I had to do this and this and this and this. Now you don't think right. about it. You just do it. And that's where we want to get to in archery. It says you're drawn back. You just do it. You don't think about it. It's just automatic. Yeah. There's no thought in it. You know, once you take the thought out of the process, it becomes a reaction. And yeah, and then, you know, once you kind of like, I think those exercises you gave, one of the reasons I'm excited to practice is because like, that's exactly the smoothing out of the movement, making that movement smooth and automatic rather than kind of like, you know, uh, uh, freezing up on it right like um so that i can focus on what i need to focus on in that moment and that can become smooth and natural like that's kind of like exactly what i'm looking for in terms of you know basic exercises to like you know keep myself practicing on the day-to-day -day. yeah that, that that's the key is you just keep practicing and, and you know when you do it for a while, <laughs> You know, like in your martial arts, if you stop it for a month, you come back, you're a little rusty, but you don't take long to get back. When you're trying right. to help it, it takes a lot to get, develop those skills. And, and you know, now it's one of those things that you just do. And, uh, you know, those that shoot a long time, you know, they, they, they develop that. Just It's just a habit. Yeah, I think like, like I said, like the those fundamentals... And, you know, when, when I, when I very first started, it was hard to figure out what those fundamentals were supposed to be, you know, right? like which, which fundamental, you know, like, because there's a lot of different elements to it, right? A lot of different things you can focus on. So it was kind of like hard for me to figure out like, all right, where should I be putting that time and energy and that, that focus uh, in terms of practicing now, now I feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, like, um, uh, and, you know, like, it's also one of those things where, again, like, figuring that out is also a kind of trial and error process that you can't get to without time on the range, you know, like, so, so 
um so yeah that's that's like been like the most important thing to me is just kind of like uh taking every opportunity i can to kind of like you know practice one way or another um and uh you know like i think that um with as somebody who runs a martial arts school right like um you know from the business end of things thinking about when when people kind of like come in through the door you want student retention right and right. and how do you how do you have student retention well you know uh, there are some people who say like well you have to have a firm self-defense program because people want personal self-defense when they're learning a martial art and then you have people who are like Oh, you have to have a great physical fitness kind of aspect to it because people want to get in shape, right? But I'll tell you what, like people show up for all sorts of reasons, but the reason people keep coming back is because they're having fun. Right. And they're having a good time, right? And so like maybe they're having a good time because of the fat fitness part. Maybe they're having a good time because of the self-defense part, but that's only like a part of the picture, right? Having fun is kind of a bigger picture. The most important thing is that you're enjoying yourself, right? And so what I'm doing is like, you know, when I go to the range, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time, right? I, I, I like to shoot. It, it, it's fun. I like the challenge, all that, all those different aspects of it. So for me, it's like all that practice in between range days, it's like, because I'm preparing myself for that, that, that practice becomes fun too. And so mentally I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like keeping myself there in the, in the fun zone. Right. Like, because that's what kind of like keeps me engaged. That's what kind of like makes me excited to practice, you know, and, and it's the thing that's going to keep me going back to the range. And so far I'm having a blast, uh, pushing myself. It's great. Yeah. Well, and if you want to go to, you know, say your goal was to put sights on your bow, right. You'll go through the same process, no sights, and then, then put the sights on with no, no target and see how your form goes, goes away. Mm. Take the sights off and shoot some more, put the sight on. Form goes away. Do that until your form doesn't go away. Before you even start aiming anything, you're aiming at the whole four foot square backstop. You know right. how big the backstop is, and so it doesn't matter where you hit. So, so now then you get sights on there. That's the thing I went through when we first learned back tension releases. We got our eyes closed. Open our eyes. We see the pins, and it's like that. Don't feel like I just did. Close your eyes. That's there. Open them up. Goes away. Close your eyes. Back. Open them up. Goes away. Because your mind is seeing stuff and it's interpreting what your eyes are seeing and confusing your mind because you haven't developed mm. skill yet. It's just like, I don't, I don't know if you've done any um, blindfolded uh, breaks or anything um, or kicks, but you picture that thing with your eyes open and close your eyes, you know where it's still at and you yeah. can hit it because your body's been trained to hit that. And it's the same thing we're doing. You're training your body to know this position is going to hit that spot. You have to keep working on it until you hit that. Well, now you go different distance. And then you train your body at that distance. Here is where my body needs to be. Um, you know, and that's where yeah, I, the string walking comes in and the gap shooting yeah. and all that. In right. there. And, um, you know, that's, that's something different. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hadn't even considered the eyes closed method of practice in, in any way, shape or form. Um, but like now 
you know, after you mentioned it, I was like, wow, no, that is a great thing to add to the practice. Um, we, we, in Wing Chun, we have um, what's called Chi Sao, where it's like from close range, you kind of like, it's almost like grappling in a way, right? Where you need to be in contact with your opponent, you feel what they're doing and you respond. And it's something that, it's the same you know, thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. So you, you use your eyes to a degree, but really it's about proprioception. It's about what you feel based off of contact. So, you know, being, you know, practicing. And so eventually we do practice that sometimes with a blindfold or with eyes closed, just so we can kind of like see like, okay, this is what you are feeling and how you're responding. And, you know, you do kind of create this 3D model of the opponent in front of you based off of what you can feel from contact. And now I'm thinking like, oh yeah, no, like you want to be getting information from the bow based off of how it feels, you know, holding the, the bow in your hand and, and the string on your fingers and the tension in your back, right? Like eyes closed kind of like forces you to really get into that proprioceptive uh, um, element because you don't have that information that of what you're seeing kind of like giving you another layer to kind of like on top of that, maybe like distort your perception in some sort of way, right? Um, so yeah, I'm, I, that's kind of like a, a, it makes a lot of sense. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't think of it, think of it as a way to practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you have as, as much, uh, um, time in doing martial arts and everything else as, as I have, you've, you've kind of combined all those things and right. Sure. And that, that's, that's what I've, I've done is, you know, my martial arts training and my archery training is. I've kind of merged them a little bit. And a lot of the techniques I do, I'm going to explain them in martial arts turn if I have an, a martial arts person that has studied a little bit. Um, yeah, it's always good to kind of find the language to kind of translate across. Oh, I think your audio cut out there for a sec. Yeah, yeah. My wife called. My son's been trying to get a hold of me, and I've been oh, okay. ignoring the call. And so she called. And <laughs> just trying to get a hold. It's like tell him I'm on a call. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, it's uh, you know, I've taken and um, when I explain how I teach, you know, I teach what's best for me, and then we modify. Mm -hmm. it. Same thing we've done in martial arts for for decades. You know, this is the technique, but I might have to explain it different or show it a little different and modify it based on body type. And, um, you know, that's that's just some of the things you learn over the, the decades of doing this kind of stuff. And, um, you, you know, there's the same thing when we're, when we're, we're sparring. We, we don't stare like it, they say, well, watch your eyes. That's what's going on. If I'm staring at your eyes, I can't see your feet and hands. You know, right. So, yeah. So we don't really look at you. We just kind of gaze. You know, if I kind of gaze yeah. right, right at the chest level, I can see your feet moving. I can see your hands moving. I don't have to stare at them because I know I can see them moving. And and it's just all perception. And, um, you know, when you're shooting a bow, you, you know, you're you're kind of. You're focusing a little bit different. You are focusing to a, a specific specific spot. 
but you're letting everything else around you just consume what's around you. You're aware yeah. of it, but you're not really focusing on it. So it's kind of reversal when you're sparring. There, you're not yeah. focusing on anything specific, but you're aware of everything. Well, in archery, you're focusing on specific, but yet aware of everything else because you're not really staring at it. You're not, you're you're seeing it, a perception of something comes in, like a some some target you don't want to shoot comes into your vision, you, you catch it. But other than that, you don't really pay attention to it. So yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's, you know, we're, we're, I think we're almost two hours now. <laughs> I know, I know. It's easy to kind of get lost in it. Yeah. I should, yeah, I should probably start getting ready to, uh, probably get ready to go actually. But, uh, this has been super cool, Roy. Um, and, uh, the, the Archery Talk 101 community is super cool. I'm really excited decided to kind of uh i'm sure i'll kind of like upload some more uh videos for critique in the future um and uh yeah like i'm a total beginner um well maybe not a total beginner like hey i've got uh almost a year under my belt so you know like that's nothing to, to to you know um uh frown at so um um but yeah like uh super excited for the future and to practice more and to improve yeah, you, you, you're you're into it, and I'm about sixty into it. So <laughs> <laughs> pushing sixty into it, <laughs> not quite, but you know, from the sixties when I got my first bow, and and nice that that's when we had your choice of recurve or longbow, and wood or fiber. <laughs> and there you go. Or wood arrows with, with feathers. <laughs> so that's all the options you had. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sometimes it's good to start yeah. simple. Yeah, start simple and and go from there. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of a lot of fun talking with you, and, and I'm I'm sure you know we're gonna get together again and 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 see how you're doing and like you know how to get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean you know after some time and you know once I kind of like you know maybe at another stage it'd be cool to do a check in in the future. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be fun to do a check in. Well, my name is Roy Canterbury. I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101, and we've had an exciting call this time, and um, stay tuned for the next one. It's it's going to be another exciting uh, call. Each one's different, and each one's a lot of fun. Yep. And, and remember, if, if you're not a member of the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group, go ahead and join. Upload a video. Upload questions. Uh, we have Botex, and we have archery instructors in there, and we have people, all kinds of experience. <laughs>